morning, everybody. Good to see you, and thank you so much for being here. Whether you're here in the building or you're at home or on a beach or wherever you might be on your holiday today, so many people. And thank you, Destiny Worship Band. You did a great job today. And uh, we're always going to say that we miss Dan and Lucy who are enjoying their holiday, but actually, that was good worship, wasn't it? Because actually, worship is not about the, uh, the music. It's about what comes from our heart to the heart of God. And there was worship in my heart, and I know in yours, and in this place today. You know, when you worship God, I don't know, there's a peace, there's a, something that comes into our own hearts that settles stuff, doesn't it? When you know that God is on the throne, and He is, he is always going to be the sovereign God of all time. The message that I've got to you to bring to us, actually, to us today is learning to listen. How many of you remember your mother saying that when you were a kid? You're not listening to me. How many of you, your wife has said that to you? (laughs) You know, I heard this say, and it's a really important little quote. If you listen well, you will learn well. And when you learn well, you will live well. Listen and learn and live. Three very important things. I also read this a little while ago, and it really meant something to me, that actually listening is an act of love. When we love somebody and respect somebody enough, we'll listen. When, when my wife starts to speak, I've learned to listen. Because I love her. When God starts to speak, we should listen because we love Him. Communication is absolutely vital on whatever level, whether that's in government, and we're seeing quite a bit of that just in our country at the moment, whether that's in marriage, whether that's between friends, whether that's in church, and especially the communication between us and God. Communication is a balanced thing. It's talking and it's listening And because we've got two ears and only one mouth, I guess that that is a good indicator of the proportions that we should use. We should listen twice as well as we talk. The Holy Spirit dropped this message into my heart actually some time ago, and and then he gave me the green light to share it this week. And I felt his heart when he put the, the burden of the message on me. I felt his heart that he wanted to teach me, and I believe he wants to teach you something today because he has something to say but we're often so busy to listen or we've heard something else or even we just don't plain understand what he has to say but God has got something to say he's got something to say to us today and I believe that before you leave this building this morning you're going to go home knowing God spoke to something and it's more importantly not not just important that God speaks but that we heard what he had to say now this is not intended to be a master class in communication for people for married couples but the principles work here for everybody and actually if we will only hear the principles of learning to listen it will transform our relationships wherever they are but my main focus is about listening to God hearing the voice of God listening to God's voice understanding God's voice and then vitally How do we respond to God's voice? You know, we live in a world where there's a lot being said. TV, friends, books, 
Facebook. But when it comes to convictions that we hold and decisions that we make, we need to make sure that the thoughts that we have came from the Holy Spirit. Because actually he is the only one who has the full insights into all that's going on in the world and in your life and for the future. He knows the end from the beginning. Are you glad? He knows the end from the beginning and has got something to say. And when God says something to us, it always produces faith and not fear. Sometimes when I watch the TV, it produces fear for me. And then I have to go back to the Word of God and listen to the Holy Spirit. And then he turns it all around and I go, okay, that's great. You are still the sovereign Lord and uh, you're still going to work it all out. You see, the Bible says in Romans 10 verse 17 that faith comes when we listen. Or if you like, from hearing the message and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. When God speaks, faith comes. In Matthew 11 verse 15 it says, Jesus was actually saying it, he says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And that's like that's a strange little statement, isn't it? But you know something, you can hear or listen without hearing, you can hear without listening, you, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can hear stuff that's being said, but you didn't hear it. You heard it maybe in your ear, but it didn't register enough in your head, and it certainly didn't register in your heart. And we need to be able to hear, we, we've got to discern amongst all the many voices that are vying for our attention voices that are trying to persuade you and me of all sorts of different things there is a voice who is the authentic voice there is a voice that is reliable that will never change his word will never change it will never pass away and we need to hear the voice there's a parable in the new testament called the parable of the sower which gives us some insights into how we should listen in Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 to 9, it talks about a farmer who went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell among the path, and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. And it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, they withered, because they had no root. Another seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Other seed fell on good soil. Thank God for good soil. Say good soil. Good soil. Let's make our heart good soil. Yes. Amen. Good soil where it produced a crop. 160 or 30 times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. The Amplified Bible bit of that verse says this. Let him be listening and let him consider and perceive and comprehend by hearing. You know, we have to prepare our own hearts to be good listeners. To be a good listener, it, like this parable is saying, we need to do some clearing out sometimes. We've talked quite a bit about that over the last few weeks when we were talking about transforming. We need to clear out some of the stuff. You know, I've had to do that many times, and maybe God's asking you to do that today, clear out. Sometimes we've got to clear out our own thoughts. Sometimes we've got to clear out the devil's thoughts. Sometimes we've got to clear out our media's thoughts. Sometimes even you've got to clear out your friend's thoughts, so that we come back to the thought, which is the mind of God, and we learn how to listen to what God has got to say. And it's preparing our hearts and saying to God, here's my heart. Here's a good soil. 
Because when God plants His Word in good soil, I tell you what's going to happen. It's going to produce a harvest. And I love the harvest of 100 or 60 or 30. It's not just seed for seed. It's field for seed. It's field for, for a bagful. That's the way that God wants to build us up and strengthen us and enlarge us in our own individual lives. That's the way that God also wants to do that for us as the people of God at destiny as well. You see, when God speaks, it's more than a word to inform. It is seed. Come back to that parable, you know, and, and the whole idea that it's seed. And the seed is this. It's not the full-blown everything. It's seed. And seed needs to then germinate in our heart. It needs to grow in our heart before it produces the, the full harvest. It becomes a seed which will produce something much bigger in our own lives. And you know what you have to do with seeds? You need to ha let it stay in the soil long enough. You need to water it. You need to let the God's sunshine shine on it. And you need to cooperate with your own heart to believe that what God has said is going to happen. We need to receive the seed and it will produce. If you will receive the seed of the Word of God, even today, right now, maybe you receive some seed while we were worshiping. Maybe you're receiving some seed while we're preaching. Maybe you'll receive some seed when you go home later and you open your Bible. You know, for those of you sitting at home right now or on holiday, receive the seed. God wants to give you seed that will grow and it will produce faith, not fear. It will produce hope, not distress. It will produce something that gives you a, a plan of God that He is all the time in control. You see, we often say it. God is good and all the time God is good. We need to know the seed of the Word of God in our hearts so that we know that He is in control. See, the Bible says this in Proverbs 3 verse 5, Don't just lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. You see, leaning on your own understanding has said, this is what I think. Or this is what somebody else told me they think. And I make a decision to make decisions in my life based on what I think. God says, don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. We've got to be able to say, God, what, what's your seed? What's your thought? Learn to listen. Learn to listen to what God is saying. You know, it's like this. You get sick. Who are you going to listen to? Listen to the voice of God. I love that song that said, His... Um, his word over me is health and victory and, and, you know, whose report, that's the word song, whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. I've sat a few times with people who've given me a report that if I'd have believed it, I'd tell you, I'd not be here today. We'd not be here today. And we'd not have the hope that we have for the future, but we've, re we've believed and I'm believing today. I'm choosing to believe the report of the Lord and to be able to let that seed drop into my heart and your heart we've got to have an open heart an open ear to what the Word of God says that's why in Proverbs chapter 4 verses 10 and 11 it says listen my son and accept what I have to say and the years of your life will be many that verse means more to me these days than it used to when I was a young man and to some of you as well if you want the years of your life to, many, to be many, listen and accept what God is saying. And the second part of that verse says this, <clears throat> I will guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. He's a great God, isn't he? Yes. And that God should actually consider speaking to me and you, planting his seed 
in our hearts, these imperfect people that we are, that God would ever consider to do that is completely amazing to me. That God would actually come and do that. Can you imagine Almighty God stooping, as it were, to say to me and you on this Sunday, this last day of July 2022, and say, I've got a word to speak to you. I've got something to put in your heart that is going to produce a harvest of 160 and 30. It's going to bless you. <clears throat> Mary and Martha had a moment of sitting and listening. Do you remember? And when Jesus came to visit them one day. And in Luke chapter 10 and verse 40, it says, when Jesus arrived at the house, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. You know, Jesus walks into your house and Martha goes to the kitchen, but Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. Now, I know that the kitchen needs to be sorted. I know that the dusting needs to be done. I know that there are practical things for us to be give our attention to and You've got to know I'm one of those sort of people that likes the I's dotted and the T's crossed. So I'm very quick to want to go and get the duster out and, you know, and do all of that. But Jesus commended the sister Mary for downing tools and sitting at the feet of Jesus to make the most of the opportunity to listen to every word that he said. And when Martha complained to Jesus about Mary that she hadn't been out in the kitchen with me, this is what Jesus said. In Luke 4, uh, 10, 42, it says only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better. It doesn't mean that what Mary did was, uh, Martha did was bad. It's just that Mary did what was better. In a given moment, she chose the better decision. You know, the dust can still be there tomorrow when Jesus comes to the house, sit down and listen, hang on every word that he said. And it says, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. What she received is going to be embedded in her. Those words of Jesus are going to last in her heart and it's not going to be taken away from her. And she's not going to end up feeling guilty because she wasn't in the kitchen with Martha. She chose the better place. She learned how to listen. Oh, that's a challenge to all of us, isn't it? Oh, God, help us to be those people that will sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. That's a lesson of importance of how we need to listen. Learning to listen will get to the feet of Jesus. Elijah was another one of those people who, who went to the school of listening and he had one of those masterclass moments when God showed him how he would speak. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, it said to, to, God said to Elijah, Go out and stand in the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Wow, what a moment. You know, I believe that God is passing by even this morning. In fact, I, I something even better than passing by, He's here. He was here before you came, and he's filling this place with his presence right right now. You know, and sometimes we just need to say, God, I'm giving to you my heart. I'm giving to you my ear. I'm giving to you. And then, uh, I'm going to read the next few verses to you. I don't think they're going to come up on the screen with you right now, but I'm going to read the next few verses in 1 Kings 19. Sorry, they're not up on the screen, but it says this. Then, this is what happened to Elijah. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart, shattered the rocks before the Lord. I mean, powerful. And the verse ends up, but the Lord was not in the wind. 
The next verse says this. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And the next phrase is this. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. You know, sometimes we hear things because they are powerful. They are strong. <clears throat> They're right in front of our eyes. They're catching our attention. And we hear what we hear because of the big noise that's going on right in front of our eyes. But each one of those, they said, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, the wind, the fire. And then it finishes the discourse with Elijah and this. It, it, it moves on to say this. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Well, the King James has it, a still, small voice. A gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and he went out and he stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the Bible says, then a voice said to him. It was in that moment when he knew that actually God wasn't trying to impress him with an earthquake and a fire and thunder and all those things. That actually God just wanted to speak. And you know God just wants to speak to you today. There might have been some earthquakes around you. Don't worry about the earthquake. There might have been some fire. There might have been some banging going on. There might have been some noise. There might have been thunder and lightning. You know, listen. Listen to the small voice of God. And God began to speak to Elijah about exactly what he should do and all the rest of it. And the rest of it, we know well. You can read the story from 1 Kings 19 and onwards that God directed his path and made it. And you know, that's what God wants to do for me and for you. He wants to speak to us. That's learning to listen. It's not just, you know, you, you see the earthquake and you say, whoa, that's scary. But listen to the still small voice. It might be something going on in your life and you say, what in the world's going on? Listen to the still small voice. It might be that you're just in a, those moments when you feel, you know, shell-shocked because of, of, of life or in the world. Or, you know, what's going on with the economy and what's going on with this? You know, listen to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. And he, by the way, God is not finished with you. He's not finished with, with planet Earth. He's not finished with Destiny Church. He's not finished with me. He's not finished for us and our future. God is speaking a still, small voice. And His still, small voice produces faith in, in my heart and in ours when we will hear it. You see, the Holy Spirit wants to give us insights and understandings. Insights and understandings that you will never get from just trying to understand it from your own point of view. We need God's mind. We need God's insight into what's happening you know, we, we, we make big decisions in our life, don't we? You know, what education we're going to do, where we're going to live, how we're going to work this out, and all of those things. And when you get older, I used to think when you get older, there'd be no choices still left to make. I thought all the choices were going to be, in, you know, when I was a teenager and in my 20s, and, and now I'm in my 50s, <coughs> or a bit more. I'm finding out there's choices every day, all the time. You know, like, shall I get out of bed today or not? <laughs> We've all got choices that we have to make. What we need to do is not lean on our own understanding, but listen to the still, small voice. James chapter 1, verse 19 says, Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, but quick to listen. Quick to listen. That's the lesson that we've got to have, is to say to God, God, here I am, speak to me. I'm giving you my heart. I'm giving you my ear. I'm not going to be 
persuaded out of anything in my life, not into fear, not anything, just because of the earthquake or the fire or the, or the thunder, but listen to the still small voice. And then James chapter 1 verse 22, just two verses later says this, and then don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed in everything I do. I want to be able to get up in the morning and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to hear the voice of God. I'm going to hear the still, small voice of God. I'm not only going to hear it, but I'm going to put it into practice in my life. I'm going to put it into practice. You know, me and Rachel have decided in all of, all of our ways, we're going to keep putting it into practice in our lives. As long as God gives us breath, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to believe God. We are going to believe the Word of God. And by the way, what He started in me, in us, in us, He's going to complete. God is not a God who does a... Oh, I know about you. I've got a lot of half-finished jobs at home. A little while ago, I did a cutting a hedge. And then it started to rain when you're halfway through and you've got a really neat, well, fairly neat hedge. And then a really rough hedge like this. And she says to me, when are you going to get round to doing the rest of the hedge? I want to tell you something. God finishes the hedge. God finishes it. What he's begun, he will do the good work that he's begun in you. He will do. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak right now to some of you. He does it in many different ways. God speaks. I mean, he can speak audibly. There's a number of occasions in the Bible when God spoke to somebody audibly. You know, and, and he spoke, I mean, I've never actually heard the voice of God audibly like that. I know some people who, who tell me they have. I think it would completely scare me. I was nearly going to say scare the pants off me then, but you know what I'm saying? I think we'd be fritted, wouldn't we, if God suddenly, you know, hello. And we'd go like, what's going on here? But, but God does speak to us, clearly. When you read the Bible, don't just read it for information. Expect God to speak to you. This is the most authentic, reliable, absolutely valuable way of hearing God's Word. Read the Word. Let the Word undergird you. Let the Word be that still small voice. Let the Word produce faith. The Word will not produce fear. The Word does never produce hopelessness. The Word produces hope. It produces faith. It, produces, it is a light to our path. It is, it is a rod. It's the staff that that are with us even though we go through difficult times. God also speaks to us through the gifts of the Holy Spirit in many different ways, through prophecy, through words of knowledge, through words of wisdom. You know, thank God for us. He is a speaking God. God speaks to us through teaching. You know, if, if you happen to be somewhere where the preacher has got any anointing and any understanding of the Word of God, what he says should come with an anointing that brings you insights into the mind of God. And if if this preacher isn't doing that, then you need to pray for him and help him. If this preacher is doing that, you need to hear what the Spirit is saying. You know, I mean, how many times in Revelation, in the books, every of, of those seven letters to the churches in Revelation, it says, let him who has ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, let him hear what he says to the church. 
And God is speaking word through preaching and teaching. But most of all, we have that inner voice, that conviction. That's something in our own heart where we say, speak, Lord, like Samuel. I mean, do you remember Samuel? What a, what a moment that was for him when God spoke to him and, uh, and he went to Eli because he thought that Eli was the, the one who was talking to him. And it took, took Eli three times to recognize it. it wasn't me, so it must have been the Lord. And Samuel went back to God and he said to him, you know what, Lord, speak because your servant is listening. And we want to be able to say that to God today. Speak, Lord, because your servants are listening. Amen. You know, by the side of my bed, I've got two sets of things that you put in your ears. One are hearing aids, which I don't like. So I don't wear. Those of you that wear them and you got on with them really well, uh, good for you. Those of you that have them and don't get on with them very well, well, that's like me, because when you put them on here, you hear what everybody's saying behind you, but not the person in front of you very much. So they drive me, drive me nuts, so I don't put them on very well. And then next door to them, I've got a pair of earplugs that you put in. And I'm not giving you a reason why I would want to wear, wear them overnight. Maybe when I'm on an airplane or something. But you know, God... God doesn't just want to give us a hearing aid and he doesn't want us to put ear, hearing plugs in. He wants us to give us good hearing. He wants us to be able to recognize the voice. You know, there's verses in the Bible that says, when we hear the shepherd's voice, we recognize the shepherd's voice. We hear the shepherd's voice and we, we listen and follow him. We need to recognize the shepherd's voice. And we need to read, recognize sometimes the voice of the shepherd, even through under shepherds as well. So as we come to the end of my message this morning, I, we're going to recap very, very briefly five things that I've spoken to you that I want us to get to know. Number one, God's word is like a seed and we need to listen with our hearts. Listen not just with your ears, but listen with your hearts. Number one, his word is like a seed. Let God plant his seed. If there's something else that's gotten in there, dig it out, weed it, so that what happens in your heart is the seed of the word of God and seed God's word will always produce faith and not fear secondly we've got to get over our own self-importance and acknowledge actually that God is the God of all wisdom and love him enough to listen to him remember I said that listening is an act of love love God enough to listen to him submit to God enough to say well I wouldn't have worked it out this way Lord but in the end you have your way in my life. Thirdly, we spoke about how we can recognize God's voice. And we just mentioned a little bit there about Samuel and seeing how the, amongst all the voices that are going on, he didn't recognize the voice of God because he'd not heard it before. But Eli helped him to be able to go and find a place and say, Lord, uh, speak to me. And we need to learn how to recognize the voice of God. So don't let God be a stranger to you. Recognize his voice, recognize what God has got to say to you. Number four, give God your time and attention. Like Mary. Do you remember the Mary and Martha bit? You know, don't be too busy in the kitchen when it's time to spend time at the feet of Jesus. Uh, don't be too busy doing this and that and the other when actually you need to take time each day 
to sit in the presence of God and say, speak, Lord, because your servant is listening. Because when you do, you'll get her reward. And her reward was actually listening. Martha missed what Jesus said, but Mary got it. And I don't want to miss, and I don't want you to miss what God is saying. And then, coming back to this thing about Elijah, the voice of God might not be the noisiest thing around you. It might not be as spectacular as the wind or the earthquake or the fire. But that still small voice is actually the thing that will change everything. Just one word from God changes everything. Remember, it was that same voice that spoke and the worlds were formed. Remember, it was that still small voice, even with Jesus, in the boat with the disciples when he rebuked the wind and the waves and said, be still. That still small voice. Jesus can speak a still small voice, a whisper into a calamitous world. And what he says happens because actually he is the sovereign Lord. Those five things are the burden of my message to us today about learning to listen. But the big key is this, when he speaks, we've got to do it. When God says something, we listen to it, we've got to do it. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. God's got fantastic plans for you. Got fantastic plans for your future. He's got fantastic plans for your family. He's got fantastic plans for us as a church. He's got great plans for our country. He's got great plans for this world. You know, last Wednesday we were talking about the fact that Jesus is coming again, and He is. He's got fantastic plans that mean that when that time comes, there will have been an increase of his government of peace. How's that going to happen? Because he's going to speak it. And we're going to listen. And we're going to find ourselves in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And that's what we will do. Whether we turn to the right or to the left, our ears will hear a voice behind us saying, this is the way. Walk in it. You know, my, my prayer over you and me today is this. It'll always be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. Because God says it. Yeah, tough times come, tough times go. But God is the same. And you can rely on Him. You can trust in Him. You can trust in His Word. And we need to learn how to listen. And when you do, you are going, we are going to be blessed of the Lord. Have an absolutely fabulous week this week. God is with you. Take time to listen. God bless you.